This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. We are 92 days away from the 2023 NFL Draft in Kansas City, Missouri. As we are back on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, here from the star in Frisco. And ladies and gentlemen, we've (laughs) got some work to do. How about that? How about that? We've got some work to do. Brian Broaddus, Bobby Belt, Aisha Morrison making her Draft Show debut. Very warm welcome to the squad. I'm Kyle Yeomans. How are we doing today? I'll tell you what. You said 92 days, right? 92. All right. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Next thing you know, it'll be, uh, well, there'll be 42 days until the draft. But, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be with everybody. And I always look forward to This is one of the, the my favorite podcasts that I do. Bobby, I'm sorry. I know we do our podcast together yeah, and stuff like that. Jeez. We got all the stuff on. But this is my favorite one. It really, really is because I, I, I love team building. I love talking about players. I love discussions. I love ideas. I love disagreements. That's I, I live for that in a war room setting, and that's what, if I can't do that anymore like I used to, this is the next best thing for me. And I, I, I'm so excited uh, to be with you guys and, and, and make this journey uh, to, uh, to the draft. And we're excited to be along for it because another thing you love is, is teaching and, and yeah. learning the game and, and having others learn the game. And I certainly did four years ago whenever I jumped on the draft show for the first time. Same thing with KT, Jeff Cavanaugh, Bobby over at the fan, whenever yep. they were all there. I mean, it, it's such a learning environment, not only for the people in this room, but for the people listening. And I think that's what's going to be the most exciting thing about this year. Bobby, glad to have you back for your second straight campaign. Yep, I'm ready. Well, I'm, I'm half ready. I'm not Brian Broaddus ready yet. Uh, uh, is anybody really? I don't think any nah, of us are. No, 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 no. You can't be. Uh, no, I'm, I'm worried about that young lady taking it to me on these. Some of these <laughs> what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I see no back down. When I watch her shows, I see no back down. Over, so I'm kind of a little bit nervous about having to battle uh, somebody over on the other side of this table. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is one where, uh, man, the, the, the Cowboys, I was telling you last night, the night Dak got hurt in, yes. in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I drove home, and I uh, I believe I turned on. Uh, it was Peter Skaronsky, the Northwestern, Northwestern tackle. Yeah, tackle. I turned I turned on Peter Skaronsky tape, and then I watched Joey Porter, and that was and I was like, all right, here we go, gonna get going. And then they you're thinking they, a top five pick, man. They they put it together. <laughs> they put it together, and and yeah. uh, they they delayed. They they put me on a delay, so I'm not at broadest levels yet, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Aisha, glad to have you along for your debut as well. What 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 can we expect? Because right now, the way that Broadish just set it up, me and Bobby are going to be the mediators of this this group here. Man, I'm not going to be argumentative on here. I'm gonna be fine. I mean, I'm gonna clip that and bring it up next time. You're no, no, the first time yeah. that I, yeah. I could see her crossing the table on it's some be of these awesome. players. I can see that. No, I mean, I, the thing I'm learning is that we, I think we all look at the game differently. We do. I think we all look at it differently. So I'm gonna try to listen to what everyone <laughs> is saying and um, not just trust my eyes all the time because I'm yeah. still learning myself. So I'm not gonna be argumentative. But if I feel like I'm right, I might. Hey. I, that's what we want. We I mean, want that war, that war room feel, where you don't always agree. You don't always get there. But nah, it's no fun that way. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's no Either fun way, that way. It's gonna be a blast. It is. So, here's the thing. Like Bobby just mentioned, the Cowboys did not indeed go one in a, a yeah. one in seventeen or whatever, and ended up being one in sixteen. They they w- went twelve and five in the regular season, made it to the divisional round, and they will pick at number twenty six overall. It's actually the number twenty seven slot, but the twenty first pick was forfeited by Miami in that uh, that little tampering scandal the issue. Yeah, the the issue. issue. The Stephen Ross, yeah, the kerfuffle, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they forfeited that pick. That slides the Cowboys down one. But they'll pick 27th in every round after that. They have a pick in every single round. So all the draft capital is still there. And you could potentially get three comp picks for Connor Williams, Randy Gregory, and then add on uh, Cedric Wilson Wilson as the third one. So you could potentially have up to 10 picks here, Brian. Where is the talent located in the draft? Yeah, you know... uh as we get started on this journey, and I think we're all kind of figuring this out, you know, you're trying to put 
Like, to me, I feel like, guys, that I've seen a lot of cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I've seen a lot of wide receivers. I felt like I've seen some, and I, I've heard some of your takes about wide receivers already. <laughs> so, the, the, but I've, I've felt like I've seen offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the center mm-hmm. uh, or the uh, maybe a couple of guards, but more offensive tackles. A lot of edge, a lot of edge so far. And so, you know, when you get yeah. to about a hundred players into this thing, you're starting to see a little bit. And I, I that's. That's kind of how the pattern for me is when you stack them all, is it going to be like, oh, man, it looks like there just is a complete – there's going to be a complete run that you're going to be able to take on those defensive ends. Is there something with those offensive tackles? I think that's the thing every year that we've gotten a little bit better with is these offensive tackles mm-hmm. as we do this show. The wide receivers, uh, there's there's some names there. Is it is the quality of what – uh, we've seen the past couple of years. That's going to be debatable for a lot of folks, I think, on this show. And I think edge rusher, we've seen good classes of edge rushers yes. lately. Is it as top-heavy, though? Do you have the Aiden Hutchinsons, the Kayvon Thibodeaus, the, the Trayvon Walkers at the top of this draft that you normally do, or is it a deeper edge rusher draft when you look at it as a whole? I don't know. I think there's some guys that are – maybe second third round that could do some things for you i was mm-hmm. looking at um i can't say i can't say his name well, uh, is it kansas state i think y'all was just yeah, yeah that's okay. what y'all was just saying i was looking at him earlier so it's felix on your dk uzama yeah yep, i mean that's it. i guess you felix. Can consider him <laughs> felix yeah felix Uz- uzama felix yeah. k or felix a k no no i do i think that it, it is like brian said it's a lot of edge guys in here i i was impressed by a lot of the dps i was yeah. like dang this is Maybe that's why the wide receivers look like crap. That's what we was talking about. <laughs> that's what we was talking about yesterday with uh, Chris. Chris Beam. He was like, "Why we're sitting up here? I'm sitting up here like I don't know about the wide receivers because these DBs is yeah. kind of ferocious. DBs are really good. Do you like you liked the wide receivers that you've looked at? Yeah, right? I, I tell you what, there were there were a couple of guys there too, and it, it where the, where the line is going to be drawn. I don't know. When you start to talk about, you know, Quentin Johnston from TCU as a guy, I know a lot of people have him as one of the top guys. Where do you have Jordan Addison from USC? You know, I mean, there's there's that uh, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. at Ohio State is another one. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. Calls. So all of a sudden, and maybe this is funny because Aisha and I were talking about this. She's like, man, are you sure about these wide receivers? And I think she's right about something. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you have that. That that group where we with the CD Lamb or the Chase or the the guys or the Jeffersons, the guys like that. I don't know if it's at the top of the board like that. I think she's more right about it. The more you go back, if I had to st- had to stack this, you would probably have some guys ahead of some of those wide receivers. But I don't think it's a bad group. I just don't know, and I I I I, I really like what she's talking about. About uh, you know where are those guys? Where are they going to fit? If you need one, are you going? Is one of these guys like with Jackson Smith and Jigba? Mm-hmm. Is he a guy that you would probably could have a chance at at twenty six? You know that's that's the thing because he's dealing with injuries too. You don't necessarily know where he's going to be. Right. See, that's what I'm trying to say. Who? What guys? I think the Cowboys. If I had to make an early, just an early thought about the Cowboys. I think it's very much sit and let the board come to them. I don't see anything right now that's making me say, well, I need to move up. I mean, you're going to have potentially a lot of picks. Yep. Those comp, those comp picks are tradable. So, you know, maybe you could find a way to manipulate and go forward. But until I stack this thing up, man, I'm just kind of like looking at it and going, okay, I think there's certain spots, certain pockets I can hit at some, some of these positions. Well, when you talk about the receivers, like they are deep. Um, but it isn't it's a it's a flawed group like even the the three that we just threw out there like they all have warts and, and problems mm-hmm. with them Jordan Addison a lot of people are, are gonna feel like he's too small uh six you know, foot 175 you, right yeah Something like you've, that you've got you've got the the size issue there on Jackson Smith and Jigba you've got the injuries and and how healthy he can stay Quentin Johnston like I, I love Quentin Johnston like like that's my that's that would be my number one receiver but even Quentin Johnston a guy where it's like why does it look like at times it's so difficult for a 6'4", 215-pound receiver to get off press mm. like it has yeah. been at times for him? He and, 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 again, I love Quentin Johnston, but is he, you know, he, does he, uh, you know, get off press as well? Does he sink his hips? Is he as clean a route runner as he needs to be? I don't see a guy who is necessarily as, 
as clean as you'd want it to be for a guy that's at the top of the receiver class. But that's my point in general about the receivers is that it's not it, – it's deep. There are guys to like, but I don't think there's anybody where it's like you were saying earlier. It's not like, oh, here's CeeDee Lamb or here's Jamar Chase or here's, you know – Whoever, yeah, you like, raised those eyebrows over there. No, 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 it was a grant. No. <laughs> I, I, that's the first I looked over, those eyebrows went straight up when he was talking about no, press super, and all that. I'm super biased because I DB is the first position I like actually learned yeah. how how to it's evaluate. played and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think there's some good press corners in this, and good. there are. <laughs> so, and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I had to look at this class right now and say there was a strength, it would be in the secondary. Yeah, I think yeah. it would be corner right yeah. now of the draft it, it, because there's Five or six guys that I really feel comfortable with taking in the first round at the moment. I mean, of course, draft grades aren't complete by no stretch of the imagination, but there are high-end guys right now at the cornerback spot. Wide receiver, I think I'm right on with you guys. I think this is a class that has guys that will come in and make an impact, but are they top 15 picks? Are they home run picks like you have with the Devontae Smiths and the CeeDee Lambs and the Jerry Judys and these guys that we've seen previously and that have come out and immediately been on a roster and been that number one wide receiver? Not necessarily. I think these are all guys that are either projects or they've got question marks around them. That doesn't mean sitting at 26 you should pass up on a wide receiver. That just means you might have some more to look at at yeah. wide receiver. Do y'all be struggling to, like, I, obviously I'm new. You know, I'm just now starting to watch like more college tape, and boy, that clapping gets on my nerves. Oh, when they clap after oh. that yeah. snap? Yeah, it's just so. Oh, it's such a big difference between obviously like from college to the league. And yeah. I was just who was I watching doing that last night? I was watching one of the quarterbacks, and he was just like, yeah. he was like, <laughs> he was like faking and stuff. And I was like, what is? I mean, I understand it, but Stroud will do that. It that drives stem, me yeah. bonkers. Okay, okay. Okay, if I could, you're talking about the corners of the press corners you've seen in the mm-hmm. Cowboys. That obviously is something that the Cowboys are going to talk about here sure. with their own situation, though. All right, I don't know, but early, this Keely Ringo yep. from Georgia, mm-hmm. everybody's got him as one of the top guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm scared to death of him, okay. to be honest with you. It's all traits. Christian, Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon. Mm-hmm. These are like the top two guys that I'm mm-hmm. seeing on some of these lists, on some top 100 lists and stuff like that. I got down to Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, and I'm like, ah, cornerback. Got I one. like. <laughs> got one. So, to me, I mean, that's what that's what's going to be the beauty of, the, of how we start this. I felt like if you look at some of these initial lists – it's like I wouldn't have Keely Ringo at Georgia as my top guy as corner. Mm-hmm. I got some questions I mentioned about Christian Gonzalez from Oregon as well. Oregon's put some kids in the league here recently to play in corner and playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 that's, that's, the, that's the big mystery is like, okay, when you sort this out, you know, maybe the corners in this draft – and I, I don't know, maybe you feel differently. I kind of feel like, though, of the top two, I wasn't enamored with. Everybody else below that, I was a little bit more interested Who in. Who your top two? Who your top two? No, well, well the Gonzalez I, and I, Ringo yeah. is kind of consensus, too. Here's, yeah. here's, here's, here's not, the good I news just, for you, Brian. Kristen Gonzalez isn't getting to the Cowboys at 26. No, there's no he, way. He, he no, 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 no. Ringo, Ringo could. See, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I just did not. I was not. The thing with Gonzalez and Ringo clearly. Clearly, as I think that people have him way too high. It's all traits with Ringo. Way See, too high. And there were times whenever you would look at him on film and he's getting beat on simple, simple stuff. Yeah. It's it's all traits all the way together. I like Christian Gonzalez a lot. He's my top guy right now. He's my top corner because I like the way that he's got the athleticism. The only thing with him is his strength. I need him to bulk up a little bit more. I, I need him to, to, to press a little bit you better. Liked him the, you liked him the most? Nah, I don't want y'all to crucify me who I think is, is, is a Who's guy. Who's guy? Who got? Speak up. Forbes. There you go. I think that Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes. There you go. I think Emmanuel Forbes. You and I might get along on this show. Like actually, he's, yeah. he's just, he's interesting to me because he's, he's lengthy, right? So he yeah. kind of, on the field, you see him. When I saw him, I immediately thought like, he looked like Nishan Wrightish. Like I was like, dang, he's so long. Yeah. But then when you see how physical he is and the way he uses his length, I think he's I think he jams well at the line. Yeah. Um, but he just has a nose for the ball. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's because he's smart. I think he reads well. But I was impressed with how much he was willing to come down and tackle in the box. Like he plays at every level. Only thing is, is that you know he's he's gonna take risk. He's gonna take risk, and he's one of those guys. But I don't know. I th- I saw some good things in him, and I think he could be a. Sl- Leaper. I think he and he's just 
you know, when you play corner, you got to be like, I'm that guy. And he has that I'm that guy mentality watching him. So yeah. I really like him. I'll tell you what, I think you got I think you got the guy what right. What you think, Bobby? No, oh, yeah. he, I mean, he has, he has some digs to him. Yes. Where it's like the ball production's really good, the size is good, but like you do question he's over aggressive at times and it, mm-hmm. it gets him it gets him hurt. Yeah. Uh especially against a good wide receiver, good yeah. route runner. Yeah. yeah. Bouncing back to Ringo, I'm curious, Bryant. Do you have any concerns at all? Because I, I thought last year he was much better than he was this past year, Ringo was. Yeah. Uh do you have any concern at all that you're you're putting too much emphasis on on the big plays, the way everybody seemed to with AJ Terrell when he was coming out, mm. Terrell, Ringo, and Terrell are no, very I liked, similar. I like Terrell right? better than Ringo, though. Did you? I, I, yes. I, I just remember Terrell took a lot of heat for it. Like I, I feel like the Terrell and Ringo conversations to this point I, are, are playing out very similar. And obviously, they're two different players, so you can't just say, "Well, Terrell succeeded, so Ringo will as well." I'm just saying, is that something that you would guard against a little bit? Is am I looking too much at the I don't splash know this, plays of a young player? Getting do you burnt? feel like this guy can really run? Do you feel yeah. like he yeah. can really catch up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you really? Yep. Oh. Mm. I'll tell you what, I, Oregon, Auburn, Florida, LSU, games I got to watch. I, I think he can run. I, I, I mean, just, I, 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 th- I, I think said he's... Auburn, Florida, LSU. Yeah. So, I mean, those are three games he should have impressed you in. Yeah, it's he, not like he's playing up against the... I just, to me, I saw separation there when you watched him play. Maybe I felt like there was more separation in the Oregon game than others. But, you know, the thing about it is... The, the, to me, I just felt like that when you know she's talking about this guy's six two, he's two ten. That's the measurables you're working off right now. I kind of felt like when you when you when she was talking about Forbes and what I I, I can I can live I can live with the way that he plays because I kind of feel like though you're gonna he's gonna make more plays he's gonna he's gonna defend more pat yeah there's a, there's a looseness to his game and maybe he comes off plays and stuff like that. I just feel like a guy that reads really quick, really reacts well. He'll undercut some routes. He's got a nose for the ball. She said that exactly right. He's got ball skills. I mean, he puts himself in a lot more positions to make plays. Plus, he throws his body around in there. That, that's when I'm watching that on tape. That's why I'm, I'm, you know, me, the guy that carries the guy, the routes across the field, stuff like that. That's what I see. Yeah, he's six foot. He's 180 pounds. He looks real thin on tape. He, he really looks does. Tiny on yeah, tape. He does. <laughs> he looks, but and the guy makes a ton of plays. He plays with an edge. I like that about the kid. I really, really do. And the thing about Ringo, one of the knocks that I had is one, he doesn't travel. He's stuck on one side of the one side of the formation. That's not a terrible knock. But mine is is he doesn't want to come down and hit you in the run defense either. No. He doesn't want to come downhill. He's more of a finesse guy. He's got the speed. I agree with Bobby. I think he can run. I think he can run with anybody. But. Is he my number one guy? I would actually put Gonzalez above him because everything you just said about uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Forbes. What you think about I think about Gonzalez. I okay. think he's a guy, he's sticky. He stays on top of guys at the top of their routes. He breaks to the ball. He's got a good read both in zone and in press. He's not the strongest guy in the fold, but he's somebody that's going to come up and put hands on you if you need to. So I like this. We've got some corner talk early on. How about because that? That's going to be one of the positions I think this Cowboys team is going to yep. talk about. That's that's going to be a, a line, by the way, about all these cornerbacks that we said about a couple of these guys already. Is they're skinny. There's a lot, a lot of skinny. Of, oh, no, there's, there's some trip. long. There's Ringo's some long not one of those guys. He's no, 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 no. Stout. Stout. Ringo's built pretty well, but I mean, like Gonzalez, like Witherspoon, Smith, like they're all like yeah. I think pretty lanky. Can I ask you? Is that do you guys think that's maybe like a a trend now? Like a because I feel like. I, looking at this, like you said, I was looking at them. I was like, why are so many of these guys small? I know that a lot of players are trying to stay more lean now, mm-hmm. but I was just, I was really thrown off with how many guys were slim looking for corner. I was like, how big was Sauce Gardner last year? He was Sauce was 6'3 and what was he like 185 yeah, or something? Thin, he was thin. thin. Which maybe, is, maybe I, some guys that were, that were thought about initially as being wide receivers. You know, oh, all yeah, of a sudden, sense. yeah. All they would think about, okay, they're going to play him at wide mm-hmm. receiver, tall and thin, and then you know you can't play receiver, so now you they move him over to corner. Brian like, said, "You don't have hands, go play corner." Yeah, I feel like so many of them have long arms, and yeah. and long that's, guys. that's a new thing. That's to me a, a thing that I feel like I haven't seen a lot lately. And I I thought it was funny you brought up Nashawn Wright. 
his brothers in this draft, Rayshon Wright, mm-hmm. who was the star of the Last Chance U. He was at Laney College and then followed Nashawn to Oregon State. He's also in this draft class. A little bit further down than the guys we're talking about here, but I thought I'd throw that out there for mm-hmm. Nashawn. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, it's the first edition of Twitter on the 20 that we've got here in 2023. We'll ask or ask and answer your fan questions when we come back right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time, and it's officially draft time as well. Brian Broaddus, <laughs> Aisha Morrison, Bobby Belt, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam running everything in the back. It's time now for your favorite segment, Cowboys and Draft fans. It's time now for some Twitter on the 20. Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20. The sounder, of course, coming from Chris Beam. This is every year. How long has this been a tradition? Oh, jeez. We were over Since at Valley, the start? Yeah, Valley Ranch, yeah. And we, back oh, we, in the Ed Cahill days? Back in the Ed Cahill days, yeah. It was something, we kind of created this thing to be that. There yeah, was we, Twitter? Well, we... It, we <laughs> How old we, do you think they are? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. It's been about 11 years, yeah. yeah That's been, awesome. Yeah. So we ask the question every week, and we'll answer all the fan questions based off of the Twitter response. I'm going to keep a running total of how many we get to this year. We're gonna try and promise, get. We're I promise. I promise. I five today. I promise. I won't talk long. It's not just your. Oh, fault. I'm gonna need Don't you to worry. talk long. Like I said, I'm 20 in, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. Listen, I'm still. You got it, Brian. It's all you. This is Twitter on the Brian. All right, Thomas Davis asks, "What can we do to help the quarterback succeed? That should be the first priority this offseason for the Cowboys front office is helping Dak Prescott." Brian, we'll start with you. I kind of feel like, though, you need to need to evaluate really where you're at at wide receiver. Do you feel like you've got enough weapons there? Do you feel like you've got, uh, you know, to me, you look at what's going on with the coordinator as well. Might be time to move on. I know that's another show, another day and all mm-hmm. that. But, you know, you're in a process right now where the coordinator's interviewing for another job. But, you know, maybe you want a situation. I, I think that maybe some things have kind of run their course here mm-hmm. with this coordinator. And so, to me, I can't move on from the quarterback. So I got to find ways to help him with whether it's coaching or whether it's the skill on the offense. And so, you know, you look at the wide receiver, you got to figure out the running back situation, the offensive line situation with Tyron Smith. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered, but I think the number one thing is to figure out what's going on with that offensive coordinator. 
Yeah, if you're talking specifically related to, since this is the draft show, like what in the draft can help your quarterback? Like, like what what is most can help this quarterback? Okay, well, what are things you can help? You can help protect him. You can, you know, help in the running game and and try Did and I just you say know. that. No, I'm just I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying I'm, say, I'm saying there there are these different ways that you can do it to help within the draft. And so for me, that would be the receiver is the biggest thing. Yeah, is that you got to make sure. Look, there's going to be an evaluation period of. And I don't think they're ready to give up on him or anything. But obviously, there's an evaluation period with Jalen Tolbert Mm -hmm. that even if they believe in him, it's a big jump to say he's going from game day inactive to regular contributor next year. It's probably not going to be a jump that aggressive. So you're going to have to look at that. You're going to have to look at where Michael Gallup's at. If, okay, is this our legitimate number two? Is Noah Brown back? So with all those questions that are up there, I would like if you're going to ask me today, like, what's the odds on favorite of what position they take in the first round? I'd say receiver. That would be my guess wow. right now. Um, and I, I think it's just that would be the biggest way to help your quarterback. Right now, if you go, how can I help my quarterback? Go get me Jordan Addison. Go get me Jackson Smith and Jigba. Go get me somebody like that. Well, they could be in a situation, too, real quick, Aisha, where they, they the one thing that they've done well is draft first-round offensive linemen. Especially if you're picking at 26, they knocked that out of the yeah. park. If you you know you got things figure out with Tyron Smith and all that, maybe the offensive line would be a big help. No, and to your point, Bobby, in regard to the the wide receiver thing, we've been talking about the fact that like we don't know how many of these receivers take you over the top or can just come in and be a contributor right away. So you gotta you might have to go early to get a guy that can yeah. come in and be a a difference maker right away. That's going to be the the biggest drawback to a wide receiver is if you don't go up and get one early, uh, is everybody going to look at this and say, is it Jalen Tolbert again? Because Jalen Tolbert was expected to come in and play snaps, and Mm -hmm. instead he wasn't even on the active roster throughout the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't don't want it to be revisionist history. I was all for taking Jalen Tolbert. Where they they took Sam Williams, I wanted them to take Jalen Tolbert. So I was was a big fan. I'm right there with you. It didn't work out the first year. Still time. No doubt. Now, you brought up Offensive linemen, too, kind of throwing a protection in into that conversation. You mentioned there's a lot of tackles, not a lot of interior guys. With Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, of course, we don't know what Tyron's going to do. Is he going to retire? Is he going to be back? Still up in the air. But where do you go with drafting an offensive lineman? Do you go interior, even though there might not be as many top-heavy guys in this draft? I think that you you know they they've proven that they could take a guy and feel like they you know they're interested if he could play tackle they feel like he could play guard mm-hmm. I don't it's like it's like these coaches that say hey when Dan Quinn if he leaves oh well you, you don't want to have to go get a three four defensive coordinator these teams are multiple the way they play fronts you got mm-hmm. personnel you can do this with you find a guy you plug and play they did it with uh, Tyler Smith they could do it with one of these other guys to kind of figure th- things out I'll say this throw another thing in there too that I mentioned the running back situation I would not be opposed to taking a running back at 26 especially if you're if you're your I would, I, got there. Well, if, <laughs> he's, not, he's not but i'm just saying i'm not opposed <laughs> there were a lot of does twitter it, questions does, does about it help that the one. quarterback does it help the oh, quarterback? Oh. absolutely do, yeah, do yeah, we yeah. see do we see what do we see what pollard did for dak prescott in this thing he needed the it whole this year week. yeah mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so yeah. to me just throw that in there's another possibility especially if they move on from zeke and tony and you need something to go from that well since y'all talking about interior uh do since we're talking about it, do you are we talking about bringing back McGovern? Because I think that could have uh, a, a I would, factor could play a factor on if you do go interior. This you would or you wouldn't? You said no. Me personally, I probably wouldn't because I would wow. I would ride with I would ride with Tyron Smith at left tackle. I'd put him back at left tackle and put. Tyler Smith at left guard. I would do that just, too, but just I would like still bring gonna... back McGovern because he could play anywhere. Tyler, that's Tyler, Tyler. They're looks... not going to spend money on him when they got Farniak. Tyler looked just... so much more comfortable to me at tackle, though. He did. He, that's that's another thing is that I felt like he really honed in on that tackle spot, and you could see him getting better through the year. Towards the end of the year, I was like, oh yeah, that's what he's. Are you going to gonna move Tyron over though, back to right tackle, or where, I mean, Terrence Steele? Where does he go no, into gonna... that equation? Because Tyron wasn't nearly as comfortable at right tackle. as he would have been at left tackle. I, uh, Tyler had his warts. I don't know that 2023 Tyron Smith is a better left tackle than 2023 Tyler Smith. Mm. I don't know that. Okay, then if that's the case, then you move on from you move on from or you move on from Tyron Smith because yep. you're going to take the 17 million dollars and and go do something else. I'm just saying that if you don't want to draft an interior, if you don't want to draft on, it, this team has proven that they draft offensive linemen in the first round, it usually works out very well yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. So would you look at an interior guy that could play right guard and left guard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look for, How much you for like a guy your center? In the interior? 
I wanted to replace him with or with uh, Tyler Linderbaum last year. But. but they kept two centers on the futures list, yeah. right? So yeah. I wondered mm-hmm. that as in, I mean, you know, we talked about Biotis not having a whole bunch of competition behind him or, or people behind him. I, I think they go get somebody. That they, they look into. How, how did you think McGovern played at center at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Not, not good enough? No. no. He was better at guard. Uh, let's. This is why we only get through one or two questions. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, Broadus was looking at me. He's like, you just asked the second question. Uh, I'll start with Aisha on this one. Maurice asked, what type of wide receiver would you want to make the best fit at number two? If you're looking at wide receivers in this draft, the best compliment to C.D. Lamb, what type of wide receiver would it be? Tater tots. Um, right now, I feel like you are lacking a guy, a Cole Beasley type guy, like a underneath mm-hmm. guy that can that can win on his own, but is kind of shifty mm-hmm. and can play on the speedy play, slot. Yes, mm-hmm. I feel like Dak really has thrived when he's had a speedy slot guy. I think every team needs one, and um, in it, and if that slot has the ability to take the top off, also I think that could be beneficial. But I would like a guy that can take care of the intermediate stuff, but has some maybe some yak ability to take it to the house. What do you think, Bobby? Uh, I, I, I do, agree with you, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be all in favor of that. I don't know that this coaching staff would be. Like, if we're just talking about slot-specific type of players, I, I don't know that – I think it'd have to be somebody with flexibility for them. To, like, I don't know that they'd be thrilled with, like, you know, Downs or somebody like that to me, where I think, like, Downs would, like, play in the slot here. And then you, when you look at the – Josh Downs from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Josh Downs, North Carolina. <laughs> I sorry, you. Beamer. I got uh, you. <laughs> no. when, when you. So, to me, I, I mean – clean route runner but but like i mean you look at a guy like jordan addison who's a really good route runner i think that that's again you're talking about like size is he too small for them do they want somebody that's a little more physically built the the two things i feel like they missed at times this year were elite route runners who can get open and then as brian talked about a lot during this year guys who attack the football yeah like there were times that they just didn't have guys that attack the football and you look at the the two guys that are probably at the top of the draft in terms of the receivers jordan addison at usc Quentin Johnston at TCU, like those guys both address that. Jordan Addison will get open. Quentin Johnston, I feel like, will attack the ball. And so for me, that's the, those two types of guys would be interesting to me. I just don't know how much your big physical receivers that you continue to draft are helping you at this point. Like, I, I understand I that we're into size and all that stuff and whatever the case may be, but I think you have to have a good variation of it. You have to have options i mean everybody can't be the same build on this but but who i don't think they have anybody i don't think they've had anybody built like quentin johnston in in no i wasn't talking about quentin i'm just talking about in general you know you were talking about Amari, right that's probably the last guy Mm -hmm. but even quentin's Quentin's even bigger bigger than him i feel like and 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 different quentin quentin is a quentin is an x receiver yeah like like like, you know straightforward x like definition of it and so that i mean when you talk about that game against San Francisco, when you're talking about all this short and intermediate area stuff like that, like he wouldn't uh, like you, you'd have fight there with Quentin Johnston and those sorts of passing games. Like I feel like he would be able to take advantage of the, you know, all right, you're just running a, a curl or whatever else where there's not going to be a whole lot of opportunity to separate and just have five yards of separation and a wide open hit. Like Quentin Johnston's a guy that okay, he's covered, but I feel like he's going to fight through the contact. He's going to finish the catch, Two. and and so those are the types of guys that I think could absolutely help them. They need a, they need a home run hitter. That Jalen Hyatt, if you watch him at Tennessee, <laughs> yes, sir. That's, a, that's a home run hitter right yes, there. Yes, he is. Every play he makes is big. And that quarterback did a good job of getting him the ball. And I know that mm-hmm. team snaps the ball every 19 seconds. But you watch a guy like him, and yeah, you need somebody that's a home run hitter in this offense. You know, And uh, to your point, yeah, the, the thing about the slot and all that makes perfect sense to me. You know, That's why I was thinking that maybe the T.Y. Hilton and stuff like that would show that. But Bobby's right. This coaching staff is not interested. The head coach is not interested in the smaller guys. He's just not interested in it. He's always talked about the interchangeability of these wide receivers, of having to play both ways. Are they pigeonholing themselves in that regard? If it, By wanting to be versatile, are they actually limiting the way that their offense can run by picking up some of these dynamic playmakers? Uh, you know, maybe. Maybe at times, but I mean, I also I, I would see the argument from their side, which is like we we want the flexibility to know like like we don't want to just they would they would view it as like we're being pigeonholed on offense in terms of we're, we're saying this guy can only play here. OK, well, what can I get out of that? What kind of things can I do with the formation if this guy has to play here? And so I, I understand their perspective on it. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to maybe have a 
bring in a, you know, if you've got a Danny Amendola or somebody like that, like one of these guys who historically has been a smaller slot receiver who can just get open, I'm I'm fine having one of those guys. Now, if you're talking about the question was like, what can you do to help your quarterback out or help out the, the offense? Yeah. That was the first question, right? Mm-hmm. A slot. Oh, a slot receiver. A, 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 a slot that is. That's their job, and that's what been, they were. There know. might have been a little bit of thought process on the order I you asked know, these questions. You, know? you, you try. I mean, you try. You know, I, see, I, mean, I see you. Who was the biggest assist to Dak Prescott his rookie year as a pass catcher? Cole Beasley. Yeah. Yeah. Cole Beasley was, was, was his, his safety valve, more mm-hmm. than even Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. And so, you know— I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having a guy like that. I mean, Cole and well, Dak especially were, if you move on from Dalton Schultz. Just about to but say you that. you can get that from. No, no, no. But I'm just talking about security blanket. Yeah. Kind of throw to. Well, that's what I thought you could possibly get from Ty. But yeah. you know, to y'all's point, it's not something that it seems like they want to special. Yeah, and I mean, Ty <laughs> Ty is a little different. I think because Ty was hopefully going to like stretch the field, and you saw him do it against Philly, like like that big play there and and everything like that. But I mean, also. Gotta remember, Ty was was on the street, and Ty Ty is mm-hmm. you know mid thirties almost. Like there there's going to be limitations on that, mm-hmm. on whether or not he wants to come back too. He said yeah. one of the big reasons he didn't sign was he wanted to watch his kids play football and his kids play sports and grow up a little bit. So is he going to be willing to come back and go through an entire training camp, an entire regular season? Got to keep that in mind too. All right, third question. This is probably the last one we're going to get to. Carly asked, with the development of Bland and Mukwamu at corner potentially. Is it as big of a need for the Cowboys as it first felt whenever Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis went down? Bobby, I'll start with you. Uh, yes. See. Yes. <laughs> uh, and look, I mean, like, I, I like the versatility that you see from Mukwamu and, and the way that he played in the slot those two weeks. That's great. Um, but, yeah, you need I, – I mean, it, it feels like just yesterday that Trayvon Diggs got here, but we're talking about, like, now he's eligible for a contract extension. We're entering the last year of his deal. So uh, you've, you've got Diggs there – Brown likely gone. Lewis is is entering the last year of his deal. I don't know how they're going to approach that. He's I think he's due five six million coming up this year. Um, you know, Bland was good, but you've got you've got questions uh, behind there behind Deron Bland. Uh, you know, Kelvin Joseph and Deshaun Wright to this point have not been the players that they wanted them to be. I, I understand both of them have contributed on special teams. That's great, but you didn't pick corners in the second or third round just to be special teamers. And so, uh, yeah, I think corner is still, especially in a three corner league, and you've got two legitimate ones right now. Yeah, I think I think a third corner is absolutely still a need. I'm looking for a guy like Cam Smith from South Carolina, who I think he could play the slot. I think he could play outside. I think he's got great movement, the ball skills, things like that. He's a he's a little bit of a blockdown tackler. I mean, you know, kind of a guy you wish he'd wrap up a little bit, but he will come forward. He will make plays. He creates turnovers. The footwork, the awareness, they make up for any other deficiency that this kid might have. I'm looking for somebody that can play, I think, both spots. You know, much like what you got with Bland, you know, because what's going to happen is these guys get hurt and now somebody has to go play another position. I'm just throwing a name out there, a guy like Cam Smith from South Carolina. I think he'd be a good fit for that type of guy that can do both things. Mm. I agree. Still a need. Still a need. We, yeah. we saw they were picking up people off the street. It's like because depth is such an issue. Yeah. So I'm. Um, Go for it. Get more get more corners. Also, too, I mean, if we're being real, I mean, it affected your special teams play as well because you had to pull those corners from, the um, from you know, punt team to come up and play for you. So I, do what you need it's to do. It's a domino effect. Absolutely. I mean, once you move one guy around, you're going to have to move a couple guys around. I like the idea, Brian, of having somebody versatile. You don't have that guy. Maybe you do in Anthony Brown that can play inside and well, outside. Well, it showed when they drafted Bland. Possibly Bland. They showed Bland yeah. can play inside or outside. I Just give me the flexibility to have both positions kind of covered. Bland kind of covered you up for the Kelvin Joseph mistake right now on yeah. this team specifically. We Kelvin be- Joseph was – He's not working out. We would be giving them so much credit if if uh, Kelvin Joseph was Bland. Mm-hmm. If 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 Joseph played like Bland, we would be so happy about the. About oh the, oh no and, doubt. And, and they they still deserve a ton of credit for getting Bland in the fifth round like mm-hmm. they did. It was an excellent job. A lot of teams scouting missed staff. on him. A lot yeah. of teams mm-hmm. missed on him. I know they sick. All right, <laughs> I, we're gonna we're gonna fit a fourth one in here. One word answer here. Would you consider Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, if he falls to pick number twenty six? I wouldn't consider it. I'd run the card up there. Okay. At twenty, oh, wow! So you're you're already at twenty six. Yourself, I'm running, a card you're running it, it yes, anyways. Absolutely. At twenty six, let's go. Yeah. I was running a card. Take yeah, it to the table. Draft. Yeah, I'm running. 
Oh yeah. You turn in the card. <laughs> okay, then yes then. <laughs> I'll say I'll say yes for Bijan, but nobody else. Nobody else running back wise. I think the, the value round. of the player, and especially if you move on from Zeke and Pollard, you, you're you got a huge hole at running back, and we talked about how to help the quarterback. Bijan Robinson is, regardless of the position, is one of the best players I've seen in this draft. Drafting Ooh. a running back in the first round is the only position any longer where you can get the value that matches the contract. Where, where you could get production that matches a top-tier player and still you're locked in of five years of, okay, I'm comfortable paying a top-tier running back this amount, when in reality they may get close to $16 million once they hit the open market. Not quarterback? Um, I just don't think you're going to get the the same level. Of, like running backs deteriorate by the time the second contract comes around. Okay, quarterbacks usually saying. elevate. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, we got four done. Thomas Davis, Maurice, Carly, Michael, thank you for your questions. We will answer some more tomorrow on more Twitter on the 20. But when we come back, early pet cat candidates. It's one of the funnest things we do, More most fun things we do here on the draft show. We're going to talk about some pet cats when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets has head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Welcome back in to the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. Episode 1 of the 2023 draft process. Chris Beam, Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right. Let's get into pet cats. This is so much fun. Y'all go first. You got to explain what the pet cat is. So the pet cat is somebody that's maybe a little bit under the radar. They don't have to be. You can pick a a pet cat in the first round. It's just the guy that you're going to stand on the table for. And it, it doesn't have to be all year long. You can leave your pet cat. You can leave it stray. You can let it let it wander a little bit. But if if you want to bring it back, that's always there too. You got this is your early early pet cats. So Brian, what you got? Cody Mock, he's a 6'5", 306-pound tackle from North Dakota State, where's mm. number 70. And I'll tell you what, he's a he's a starting left tackle for the Bisons. This guy is an outstanding athlete. The way he moves, the ease that he plays with, you could pull him in space. You can use him on the backside with cutoffs. You can do a lot of things with him. He keeps his sustain. He didn't let his guys off the block. There's several plays where you see him just driving his man into the ground, and I love that about this kid. Plays at a really fine program. This team lives in Dallas every year, actually out here in Frisco Mm -hmm. playing in national championship games. I think that he gets away from the line no problem in the pass protection side. You could strike you with your hands and stuff. I never see this guy getting walked back. I mentioned he's 6'5", he's 3'06". I would consider taking this guy and moving in the center. 
is what I would do because I'm thinking about these teams that have that ability. We want, we've we've seen like the Philadelphia Eagles, other teams, Kansas City. If you have an athletic center, it happened here with Travis Frederick. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that's an athletic center. You can cut your defense in half. You can also pull him outside. You can actually maybe have a screen package with his team hasn't had since Travis Frederick was here. But just I think you know he's got that kind of frame where he's a little long. It might be trouble adding bulk. But I really do like this kid from North Dakota State. His name's Cody Mock. He's a he's a he's a tackle that I think can maybe play uh, as a center. He's going to be a Senior Bowl guy too. Yeah. So he did accept. Hopefully, the senior they, bowl hopefully invite. they work in there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe get back and forth for some practice film there. Yep. Very nice, Bobby. Who you got? I have, and this is. A, I thought this one was going to be a, a little bit more low key, and then I just saw Mel Kiper stuck him in the first round today. Oh no. Barnacles. USC's Tuli Tui Pilotu. Yes. I'm stunned Kuiper has him in the first round. I'm kind of stunned, too, honestly. Has I thought he was like, like a second-round guy. or something like oh. that. But, but to be fair, we, we all thought he was nuts when he projected Tyler Smith with his very first mock draft of the Cowboys last year. Uh, but this is a guy who, I was talking to Brian before the show, he reminds me of a little bit of Zach Allen Ooh. from Boston College from a few years back, who finally has started to click for the Cardinals this mm-hmm. year. Um, but think maybe also like some other guys that you could say were similar, Trey Flowers. Maybe um, not similar in in that with, with Epinesa, AJ Epinesa, who yeah. ended up with the Bills. Not the same length, like like it's not that kind of a guy, and he's he's bulkier. But uh, in terms of powerful players, strong hands, he can play inside or outside. He stands up sometimes at like six four two ninety, and and rushes standing up. And so uh, he's a guy who I think you know the the testing isn't going to be crazy with him, but plays with a lot of power, good initial burst. Um, you know, I, I think he's a, a high IQ rusher and, you know, for, you know, this Dallas team that likes to play guys that can play inside, outside, four, three, three, four, whatever you want to do. I, I think Tui Peloto could do that. So I like him a lot. I watched his cotton bowl tape again mm-hmm. against Tulane. He's a fun player. He flies around and that yeah. was in a bowl game too. Yeah. I mean, there's there's guys that are playing and that are having some fun that uh, with him off of that second level. I really like it. You want me to go next? Or you want to go next? Nah, I'm gonna go. Go for it. All right. So my cat Tui is Peloto. My cat is a big cat. This is a this is a, a chunky cat, but I love him though. All right. So Christian Mahogany from Boston College. Oh. Um, uh, interior. He's in. He's a left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, play really well left guard. He to me is what I thought if you kept Tyler at guard what he would have become. Um, He's just nasty off the line, vicious hands, can get to the second level. He finishes well. I like his feet, but his anchor is serious. Like if you put it, if if people put their hands on him and he puts his hands on you, he's probably going to have you stuck there. But he plays with a lot of power. Um, I I was impressed with him. If you watch him in the Clemson game, he put those dudes in a seatbelt. Mm. And you already know that Clemson D line yeah. is nothing to deal is is hard to deal with. But I really look at him and I like the fact that he has flexibility at the right guard position as well. He played right guard his junior year, sophomore year, I believe, and then he actually played pretty well there. But then he, they moved him to left guard because uh, what's the gentleman's name? Um, uh, Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Zion Johnson left. So then they moved him to left guard, and he succeeded there. So when you look at kind of what the Cowboys, we talked about it, you want to kind of keep Tyler at left tackle, why mm-hmm. not? If you have a guy you can bring in that can play that play that uh, left guard at that level, those combo blocks with him and Tyler, Jesus. Yeah. Then, <laughs> because they're both, they both have that, you know, that attack, like, I'm going to finish, I'm going to put my hands on you. And then, again, we've seen injuries happen. You got a guy that you can continue to keep working, and maybe if you have something happen at right guard, you can slide him there. That versatility, I think, is going to get some people's attention. He's kind of under the radar, but I really like him, and I've been paying attention to him. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. sure. I like it. Uh, Bobby, you may have to help me with his first name. Is it DeMarvian? Overshone? Yeah, he goes by just D. It's D Overshone. Yeah, Overshone. From Texas, linebacker. 6'4, 225. You would think he'd play off the edge. He played downhill. No, sir. He's a coverage linebacker. He used to play corner back in the day through high school, early days safety of college. Corner, yeah. Played kind of that, that J Ron Curse type of safety role if he was in there. He has experience playing that defensive back position and you could see it in his footwork covers tight ends well he does come down and hit his athleticism his speed are all there he's got great length he can bat down passes he can kind of stick with guys at the top of the routes I like him a lot for a guy that may not be he's not a first round guy not a second round guy but you talk about 
third round, mm-hmm. top 100 back end guy, you're picking at 90. So you're going to have some back end third round guys. He's a, a value pick for me that I think would be really, really fun because he's still a project, not a great tackler. Not going to come up and just wreck you. Great great in coverage, not as great in run defense either. Those are things that I think are teachable, though, and if you can maybe pick him up at, at that 90 spot, I think you're going to have some success. Maybe somebody – have you seen him, Bobby? I mean, just, I, I, I haven't studied him yet, but just watching him. Yeah. He's, he's steadily progressed. Yeah. He was a, a big-time uh, – he, he was a big recruit for them when he got to Texas. But he's steadily progressed. The instincts look better each mm-hmm. year. He's But, I mean, he is a very flexible, like – you know, that, that's a guy who they felt comfortable, like, okay, we can blitz him, we can play him at linebacker, we can play him at safety. Like, he he's somebody who I think they feel like, okay, he can impact things on defense on all three levels if you want him to. And it is DeMarvian, just just for Like I said, I call him D. I'm, D. Overshone. That's, I'm what, putting, everybody, that's I'm putting, what everybody else calls him. I'm putting D right here in quotations just to make sure. There you go. D. Overshone. Just to make sure, but I, I want to make sure and get it right. So whenever they pick him in round three, I can make sure and say it the right way. That's your guy. I forgot to mention my, 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 my guy's size. He's 6'3", 318 pounds. Oh, man. Yeah, he's big. he's a big dude. That's why I said he's hard to move. Interior, too. Now, honestly, uh, but I will say, uh, creeping, I was creeping on reading and stuff, and his his weight, look, 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 his weight. We call it studying. You got it. It's creeping. creeping. Yeah. <laughs> I, call it, I call it creeping. My bad. But, yeah, I, I uh, what's one thing about him, though? It's like I like that he's big and he's heavy, but that's something that it sounds like could be a, not a con, but something that people are iffy about about is he he has to stay he needs to stay at a good size yeah. like he can get he can get heavier at times so yeah. whoever is coaching him it has to keep him you know grounded so his yeah. weight will fluctuate then as you say absolutely yeah, yeah. it sounds like his weight can like fluctuate yeah. and he can it's hard out here for a pimp but no sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes he can get on the heavier side uh so i think that's just something to keep an eye on but and that can affect his movement at times so i that's the only thing about him but that punch is disgusting. His it's, first punch is disrespectful. I'm going to watch him today. Yeah. I'm going to go and watch him a little oh, bit. I'm like going to watch your North, North Dakota State oh, guy today. Yeah. That's good about the pet cats, man, because mm-hmm. what happens is these guys end up playing in the league, and then everybody <laughs> will tweet at you like, hey, your guy's just killing these people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, He's a mauler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you are, you are single-handedly responsible. Boston College res- has some good linemen. You're, you're, you're single-handedly right responsible for anybody knowing who George Karloftis is, for instance. <laughs> I'm Karloftis. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that true? That's Beam, is that, is that a drop yet? Do we have that yet? I probably don't have probably it. Not. Okay. Probably not. We need, to, we need to make it happen. I'll, 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 I'll pull it. I'm going to send it to you. If you so can fun. find it, send it to me. I know where yeah, it is. I'll we'll, send it we'll to you. We'll make it work. That was so fun. And Sky Moore, I mean, he's the, every time I look at him, I think of Jeff Kaplan. Yeah, absolutely. In, in that ugly number 24 jersey. Oh, it looks awful. Ooh. Awful. All right. So that's our first episode of the draft show here in 2023. Here's the good thing about the way we've scheduled this. You don't have to wait very long for the second one. We're going back-to-back days. We will be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time. We'll get that thing posted as well. Can, can, I want you to, if you're a draft fan out there and you're listening, send us your pet cats. Put it on the record. Yeah. Start sending it to it. Tag Bobby, tag Brian, tag Aisha, tag myself. Give us your pet cats. I want to know where you're standing with some of these guys because it is fun to just kind of put a name on there. And ride with them uh, for as long as you possibly can. But it, it should be a, a fun draft process. I'm excited to be back with you guys to welcome Aisha to the table. This is going to be a, a, an exciting next couple months, guys. Looking forward to it. Ready to go? That does it for us. For Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison, and Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the draft show. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!